Welcome to episode 292 of In Touch with iOS, the show that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I am your host, Dave Ginsburg, and I am so thrilled to have my new guest this week, uh, Dylan Stewart, the Mac Whisperer. How are you doing, Dylan? Thanks for being here. I'm doing amazing. Thanks so much for having me here. Oh, I really it's appreciate been, it. I, I'm real thrilled. I started, I went back, we just talked about this pre-show. I said, oh my gosh, you haven't been on the show in like four years. So that's you're way you were way overdue, and I think we had a great excuse because you have the Vision Pro. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, but let's uh, see who else is here. I think it's the usual suspects. Ben Rathick, you are here. Thank you for being here. How are you doing? I'm I'm good, Dave. It's always a pleasure to be on the show. Yes, it's a pleasure to have you as always. And cert- last but certainly not least, Jeff Gamut, you are back. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing all right, Dave. It's always great to get to hang out with you. Well, and everyone else. It's like a it's like a party at Absolutely. Dave's place. It is a big party. So as I, as I mentioned, Dylan does have the Vision Pro. We're going to have quite extensive conversation about that. Uh, we've got, he's showing it on camera as we're doing it live here, as well as we got plenty of news this week. Uh, beta just, just popped, uh, but not even a day ago. And a big, big update to this came out today as we record this from, uh, from Apple on iOS and uh, lots of other news of this week, like we always do. So uh, let's uh, just jump right into the topics for this week. First topic is going to be is beta iOS 17.4 beta two was just released yesterday as we record, or actually it was a couple days with this. This is, this is another, another release that, that they just did were beta two. Uh, and, uh, it's definitely going to be interesting to see where this goes. E, the EU app ecosystem has have made some changes as we've been talking about all the changes in the EU. Um, but, but beyond that, I don't see anything else, uh, uh that we're expecting Ben, how has been working for you so far? You know, you I know you have it on your machine. Yeah, this uh, pretty good. I, oh, sorry what? about that. Honestly, have not noticed any real changes. Yeah. so far it seems like it's a beta one. Pretty status quo here, Dylan. I don't know if you do, you do dabble in uh, on beta any of your devices. I I generally am a big beta person, and because I've been doing a lot of classes and teaching people how to use things, I've got to keep my main iPhone relatively close to the current release. And so it's, you know, I'm on 17.3 and showing people about the stolen device protection and all of that, which is a whole other conversation. And the 17.4, I... I I can't remember the last time Apple had an iOS release that had so many big features that should have been on the 17.0, yeah. 17.1, They just mm-hmm. they just keep like these were things we heard yeah. about back in June of last year. Yeah. We're almost ready to talk about iOS 18. What do you mean you're dropping new features now? <laughs> That's right. It took forever. The, the the journal app took forever. I'm still yeah. telling people there's this new app for that. It's 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 so I'm not caught up on 17.4. The Vision Pro had my attention. I did update that to the beta one this morning and was pretty happy about that. Uh, That solved a couple of problems and created a couple more. I will talk about that because now that I've got to add that into our mix of beta discussion is a Vision Pro. But before I get to that, uh, they did release a a beta for watchOS 10.4. Really not much there. tvOS 17.4. Nothing really there as well. They, they, you don't see too much with the beta releases on the watch and the T, and Apple TV, but they, they could, they're continuing to keep that going here. Uh, and like you mentioned, uh, the beta for Vision Pro is 1.1. You said that that's, uh, that was some good fixes, but this is beta though, right? Yep. Yeah, it's beta. And I mean, the biggest thing on the Vision Pro beta is the digital personas, which we'll talk about a little bit more later, yeah, yeah. are clunky they're still clunky but they got about 
20, 30% less clunky this morning. I redid it and I was on my first Zoom call with a digital persona. And the person was like, yeah, it's weird, but it's better than not seeing your face at all. And he kind of got used to it by the end of the call. So uh, if you had seen it two days ago, he would have been like, no, it's too weird. Yeah. It doesn't look like you yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. We, we had some conversations about that. So, and so, yeah, that, that's pretty much the beta. Jeff, I, any, any fun with your iPad? I, I know you've been so reluctant to mess with that. <laughs> I, it, it, it's on the iPad. The iPad didn't blow up. Okay. So, so it must good. be fine. Then that, that must be, it must mean uh, it is working. Yep. Dave, one more thing on the Vision OS 1.1 beta. Mm -hmm. they, fit, they fixed a bug Jeff and I were actually talking about on Mastodon, where you had to physically take it to the Apple store if right. you needed to reset a password. Yeah. Or a passcode. I think I had that. We have that in the Vision Pro News, if I'm not mistaken. Here, but uh, yeah, don't oh, go ahead. You that's can start, crazy. You can you can you can continue on with that. Yeah, it's it is kind of crazy. I mean, how how they want to have a device and make people have to come into the Apple Store to reset their freaking password? <laughs> so mm -hmm. right. So so that that's going to definitely yeah, be yeah. a interesting concept. I would say the uh, and also one thing I will mention, and I, I put that in the in the discussion here iOS 17.3.1 was released as well as watch OS 10.3.1. Uh, that is going to fix a text bug that, that happened. And it's also uh, going across on Mac OS. Uh, so Sonola now has 14.3.1. Uh, it, it, in the release notes, it says it updates a fix for a bug that could cause text to unexpectedly duplicate or overlap while typing. I don't know if I've experienced that. Have any of you guys experienced that in 17.3? I, I had a client that complained about it and I was like, just restart your device and it was done. Yeah. But, but he was very upset. He was like, oh my God, it's broken. The phone's broken. I'm going to need a new phone. It's a brand new phone. I'm like, relax, just restart it. Yeah. That was just the end of that. Yeah. He'll be excited with the, with this new release. I'll tell him he wasn't alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I was having a weird thing where I was getting double words and stuff. And honestly, I didn't realize it was a bug. I thought it was me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, yep. That's the that's the common way to go with it. Like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> right. It's like, oh, I, I don't need to type the twice, but there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. So, uh, yeah. so I haven't, I haven't seen this bug. But then again, I'm a Swift key user. No, yeah, that probably would not be a good reason why you wouldn't see the bug. So uh, before we move on, I wanted to say hi to everybody in the chat tonight. Uh, hi, Brian, and hi, Kalidas at uh, youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. So glad you're here today and, and follow along with us. You can join us live when we're here. That's usually 7 uh, p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So so glad that everybody's in the chat tonight. Appreciate that. So let's go on and, you know, what, what's the topic we want to talk about this? Like, Dylan, I'm so glad you're here. And I, I want, I was really been looking, I think we're all, we all been looking forward to hearing uh, your, your, your views and, and your, your comments about how the vision pro has been for you. You've, you've had it for since, since release day. So you've had it yep. al almost yep. a week now. And uh, yeah. And you I've didn't, been, I've, been, I've been calling it the first hundred hours. That's the, first that's hours? Kind of the way of, it's yeah. not exactly yeah. hundred hours, but yeah. it's a nice round number. Yeah. So you did an unboxing video, which we, I watched and that was great. I got, we got a link in the show notes for that, but uh, I'd would, I would like to look, we'd love to hear what your, your first impressions are and what you've liked, disliked and uh, 
tell us, uh, tell, tell us how it is. We, we, we did have our friends uh, in Mac voices live earlier this week. And, uh, and our friend Eric was brave enough to be putting it in the zoom and, and actually using it. And yet he had to be disconnecting and reconnecting a number of times during our, during our podcast. <laughs> so, so I don't know if you've tried yet as far as doing any zoom calls and, and such. But uh, go ahead, tell us yeah, all about it. Zoom, Zoom is definitely not quite ready for prime time yet. It's got, I've got a million clunky mm-hmm. crashes and the audio dropped out and I was in the middle of a call and I had to start it over. So I, I can't do professional Zooms with it yet. And I do a lot of Zoom calls, so I look forward to it, but that's not going to happen yet. Before I get into anything, I, I'm, I've got a list of like my top Please. five best things and worst things. But before anything, I just want to explain a lot of people see this as a VR headset, and I see it as the next generation of technology. Yeah. I see it as when we first had an iPhone, like not a cell phone, but the first iPhone, before they called them smartphones, we we thought cell phones were the same thing. And then you got an iPhone, it was like, oh my gosh, to open up this whole world. And there were industries created by the iPhone. Things like Uber never would have existed without an iPhone. You couldn't have run that on a BlackBerry. That wouldn't have happened. Oh my God. So (laughs) all of these ecosystems showed up because this device that was just a cell phone rewrote the rules. Mm -hmm. The Vision Pro is rewriting rules that aren't that exciting to begin with. I mean, whether you've had a Quest or a VR headset of some other company or a Sony VR, they're very clunky and very small use. And so the Vision Pro is giving us this idea of it's a computer. It's a whole new interaction. It's a whole new way to connect with things. And there's a lot of stuff that doesn't exist there yet that will in five years. So to me, somebody said to me, they're like, are you enjoying it? I'm like, it's, it's just the wrong question. I I mean, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also frustrated by it because it's a first-gen device, mm-hmm. but I see where it's going. So I want to knock out just, I'll be kind of laser on them. The first thing is it's really, really hard to share what I'm seeing with others. That's by far my biggest fail because I want my, my wife shared the purchase of it with me. Like we're, we're a married couple. We've worked together on this and mm-hmm. I put it on her head yesterday and I couldn't get it to work like it does for me because it's tuned to my eyes and my hands. And I put it in guest mode and guest mode is like gives you 10% functionality. And I screen shared it to the Apple TV so I could try and guide her. And there was no way to guide her because she would click and it wouldn't hit things and she wouldn't know how to look. And I was just like, I wish I could share this easier. So that's my first fail on it. Mm -hmm. Second fail we've heard it's the keyboard. The keyboard sucks. Part of it's because if you're looking and pinching on letters, there's a tendency to look ahead of the letter you're typing. And so it's like, I'm typing my own name, like D Y. I'm like, why did I get the Y? I missed the D. It's just not quick enough. The virtual keyboard's better, but you can't 10 fingered type on it. You got to type a little slower. If you're not using dictation, it's really complicated. And yes, you can use an external keyboard, but I don't want to. I want it to be self-contained. So that's the, the other thing. I I can't stand the battery pack. I can't stand the battery pack for four different reasons. I know we need it. I I didn't want the battery built into the headset. It's already too heavy. Plus, hard to have replaceable batteries if it's connected to the headset. So I understand why they did it, but I wish it was a little more mag safe. I I wish it was like a really strong magnet instead of this weird little turn lock that it's got because I've almost pulled it off my desk like four times and the cord's long, but not long enough. It should be retractable. And on top of that, when it's plugged in, 
you've got this cord connected to a battery pack connected to the headset mm-hmm. and it just I'm, I'm tangling myself up while I'm sitting in my chair and I can't see it because I'm in the pro world. So I kind of wish they'd thought a lot of things out better on the battery pack. That's a little bit disappointing. Uh, one of the other things that's really frustrating. So there's two different apps that you can run in there. There is iPad apps that have been allowed over to the Vision Pro and there are spatial apps. And the iPad apps, it's kind of like when the iPad first came out and you were able to use iPhone apps on the iPad. Well, thank God, because there weren't enough iPad apps at the time. There aren't enough Vision Pro apps. So thank God we can use iPad apps, but we really need more spatial apps, the apps that are able to be stretched and moved. And there's a gap of so many. And I'm not talking about Netflix. I don't care about Netflix coming over. I don't care about YouTube. I don't think Apple does either. I think Apple's ecstatic that those two major content creators are not in the game with them yet. But there are apps from Apple, like Calendar, that aren't spatial. And I can't understand why they didn't design their own apps to work with their devices. Mm -hmm. And it's not like one or two of them. The Mail app doesn't work properly. So Apple and other company apps that are not spatial or are Mm. spatial and not utilizing it, that's just stupid. And the Persona, which is just weird. The persona is just weird. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just it's just awkward, and that's just all there is to it. So, so those are kind of my worst of them. Any any questions, anything, or I'll go into my best of them, and I'll just launch through that too. Oh, is yeah. that cool? Do you guys have any questions? Want to ask on that? Right? No, right. Roll, roll with it. Roll with it. You're roll good. with it. Yeah, I was I mean, prepped. My, my was experience ready. is just based on doing the in-store demo yesterday. Uh-huh. So I'll end up asking for your opinion on some things, but. Roll with it, man. Yeah, you're doing great. Yeah, and my experience is is based on watching Marquez Brownlee. Yeah, and uh-huh. and, and I uh-huh. Justine, I watch too. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite things, videos are amazing. I took right. It was the weirdest thing, right? I had I got the Vision Pro on Friday. I had to leave it. 5 a.m. on Saturday morning for a vacation for the weekend in Cabo. So I brought it with me and I get on this airplane and it's Saturday morning. It's like 6 a.m. and I'm sitting in, in, you know, the airplane and immediately I'm like, am I going to do it? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I want to watch a movie. So I put it on and I've got people. Yeah, I've got people like, oh, my God, that's the first one I've seen. in the world. Can I take a picture? People like, whatever. (laughs) I'm watching a movie. Do whatever you want to do. I don't care. (laughs) That's awesome. But I. I had someone sitting next to me and the seat was not that big. And I just turned the little dial on the top. And all of a sudden I was on a beach in Cancun watching Spider-Man No Way Home in 3D (laughs) full screen. And I was like, this is the greatest experience ever. If only for travelers to watch movies, it's better than anything we've got going by a long shot. Um, And the 3D looked great and the sound was great. I had my AirPods on. It was a great experience. Second favorite thing. Siri and dictation are tight. They work really, really well in this. And so I'm constantly calling out Siri, like open this window, do this, download this app. And I'm so fluid with Siri. I know Siri's not perfect, but it's made for this kind of a device. And so being able to use Siri and dictation between my, my eyes, my fingers and my voice, I got this and I love it. It's awesome. Again, super excited that iPad apps exist here because I've had to use like 10 or 15 of them. I got a password manager program that I used that I needed the iPad app for and a, and a clipboard manager and weird little things that I'm, I, I can't be without. And thank God the iPad apps were there. They really picked up a big gap there. I had this day 
yesterday with my first four-hour stretch. And I came home for four hours and I got to work nonstop in the pro for four hours. And what I realized is this is the greatest multitasking productivity tip I've ever had. Because it doesn't matter how big your screen on your computer is. It could be an 80-inch screen. It's still got an edge and you're still working with that edge. And for me, I'm like, I took my calendar and I threw it on the ceiling and the video's over here and the messages are over there and email's over there. And all I have to do is kind of pivot from one side of my chair to the other and I have infinite space. And that was amazing. And then the last thing, the, 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 the best thing for me across the board is the ability to toggle between the immersive environment and the interactive environment. I don't want to talk to anyone. Boom, I'm in my own world. I want to communicate with people. I need to see what's going on in my office. Boom, I'm in the real world. That that dial, that's the game changer. That's the piece that makes this device work. So those are kind of my, off the top of my head, best and worst of the devices. And uh, there's more to come. We're 100, 100 hours in, but that should give you the <laughs> basics on it. Jeff, you want to want to throw in some of your comments with uh, what your experience was in the demo? Sure. Dylan, I agree with you completely. It's it's a device where you can see where this is going. And and the the Apple Store was just so great with the demo. Like if you ever have a chance to do the demo, go do it because it's it, I mean, it, it was just a great experience all the way around. So it's half hour thing. I had I had the headset on for 45 minutes and I've never been able to wear any sort of VR headset for more than 10 minutes. And at that, it was an act in painful tolerance. And with this, I was able to do it. And uh, yeah, so so that was cool. I was amazed at how right-handed this product is for something that you're supposed to be able to control in front of you and around you. It is very right-handed. The The button that you need to use almost uh, exclusively, the, the, the digital crown button, it's a right-handed thing. What, why not give me buttons on both sides? And, and, you want to to adjust the the head strap that's only right handed and at, i think that that headband you should be able to flip it over so that you have the the power cord and off off the other side the dial on on your dominant hand super smart idea i completely agree with you i had such a problem with the with the plug being on the left side cuz all my power plugs are on the right side so right off the bat I'm like i was like why can't that so you're right you should be able to flip it over that's a really smart idea and and mm-hmm. i'm surprised that that wasn't a thing i desperately want a solid use case for myself for this and right now the use case is spend $3500 on an infinite display well that's more than i spent on my on my macbook pro and and right now that's a really hard sell but holy crap i want this thing because i see what the potential is and yeah uh, okay here's here's a place where i found a a problem a, a limitation when in the demo you're you're in the guest mode so the the tracking didn't work perfect the prescription lenses that they had were close but not quite for to match mine so 
you know, there, there, there were limitations and, and that's fine. But as I'm sitting there going through the demo and they, and they do this thing where, where you launch Safari and you got a Safari win in front of you. And, and I said, Oh my God, this is amazing. Immediately right now, I have a solid use case where I would actually consider dropping money today, even though I don't have prescription lenses for it, all that. And it was Safari for doing research. And, uh, and I said, how many Safari windows can I have open? The answer is one. <laughs> and just like that, it didn't work as a research tool. One they're, Safari. They're wrong. They're wrong. I've had at least three windows open as oh, recently really? as today. Yeah. And I had, and it was one of the problems because for me, I don't like tabs. I like separate windows and I use one window for each task with multiple tabs in it. And so immediately I was like, there's gotta be a way, there's gotta be a way. And I pressed and held on the one thing and it popped up and it was like new window. And I'm like, yes, do that. So they're a hundred percent wrong. Okay. So this is a brand new product. Clearly the Apple employees need a little bit more training on what it's capable of doing. Yeah. It <laughs> but yeah. It sounds okay. like they told us, told them about as much as they told us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they did go through, through special training because I, I was asking the guy about that and he's like, yeah, we had to go through this whole special course and yeah, we spent, we spent hours going through all this demo stuff and, but they missed that one. Yeah. It's, it's one of the first things I want to do with it. The reason it was worth the money for me is because I, I teach classes. I teach people how to use these things and there's not enough people that are good teachers and have a vision pro yet. So I'm going to get into that game and create that course. And maybe we can get Apple to, to hand that course over to their employees so that they know how to open up multiple Safari windows. I think that that's, that's, that's important. It would have, they would have sold one to you. They lost the sale because they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah, because now yeah. here here I'm home uh, a day later, and that excitement, I mean, I'm still excited about the product, but I, I'm not sitting here thinking, I need to go back and spend $3,500 on that today. But holy crap, that setup, or the, the whole process with the demo, you go through the whole thing. I mean, they 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 have all the pieces to fit it to you correctly. They have, they have tons of prescription lenses i i don't technically meet the qualifications to be able to use vision pro because i i have a prism value in my prescription so i had to lie when i set up the appointment and say no i don't have a, have that they put my glasses in their little their little readers so they could figure out what lenses to to grab for me and i was waiting for it to throw an error and say oh no, sorry, can't do it. Nope. It it read my lenses and they grabbed the prescription and and that was fine. So anyhow, they I mean they've got everything to give you as close to I just bought this experience as you can get without actually buying it. Yeah. When the whole thing is done, they then they say, Hey, you know, everything that we did today, would you like us to send a recap of that to you? including all of your measurements. And and so of course I said, well yes, of course. And and the guy tapped something on his little iPad and the next thing you know I've got a message popping up on my iPhone saying that all that data is now waiting for me in the Apple Store app on my phone. Nice. Oh wow. Yeah. That's, that's so great. 
Yeah. So like right now, except for the lenses, if I wanted to, I could just go into the, into the app, tap, hey, I want this. And it knows exactly what I need. And they'll either send it to me, or if I want to pick it up in the store, they'll let the store know that I'm coming over. And and I mean, and that part's cool because when you when you buy it in the store, what they do is go and pick the pieces out of the shelves or bins or whatever in the back mm-hmm. that make up your configuration, box it in the store and give you the box. So it's not like they have a bunch of prepackaged Vision Pro sitting in back. They have right. a bunch of parts and a bunch of boxes. Right. That's great. We have one question in the chat. I want uh, they're asking of you, Dylan. Brian Uff is asking, uh, would it uh, have been preferable uh, for you to, uh, for Apple to wait a few months to improve the issue with the apps or getting it out now, even with the software flaws? They they could have put it out the day that they announced it, and I would have bought it. I don't care. It's a first generation device. Mm-hmm. Right. I I a hundred know there's going to be glitches, and even two three years in, the iPad didn't have enough native apps. I'm not waiting two or three years until an ecosystem arrives for a device that nobody understands. I would much rather get in the game now because guess who can build those spatial apps? Oh, me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So if I had waited till all the apps were solid and done, I would be looking at a whole lot less opportunities to build new apps myself. I'm excited to be here before they're ready, but it's a great question. Yeah. Uh, yeah the other part about this getting in, in people's hands now, Apple ha- can get the feedback from both developers and users ahead of Vision OS 2. Mm hmm. Yeah, don't forget when the original iPhone shipped, it didn't even have copy and paste. Right. At, at, at some point. It didn't even have apps. Didn't yeah, even have did. a selfie camera. Didn't have a front-facing camera. No, it right. didn't. No, it didn't. It, right. And, but at some point, the company has to, to draw the line for, for what's the MVP, minimum viable product, that we're okay shipping. Because if you wait until you have all the features, you're never going to ship. So you're never going to have all the features. The iPhone still doesn't have all the features and it's been around for, for what, you know, 17, 18 years still doesn't have all the features. There, there, there is no, all the features, the, all the features changes constantly. Mm -hmm. Right. I I was going to ask you too, Don, I'm assuming you've experienced using it with your Mac and, 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 uh, how, how is that experience? Cause everybody keeps saying that that screen and, and the immersing of it is uh, pretty incredible. So, you know, it's funny because when I wrote down my top best and worst, one of them was about that. And it was not one of my best features. It was one of the worst features. And I'm going to tell you why. I was so excited about the Mac screen share. I mean, for me, that was the game changer because there are things that I just, they're just not going to be asked for it. I'm just not going to be able to do it. I'm going to need my computer. And the first problem is it doesn't always connect. So sometimes I'm fighting to like get that screen to come in, to come on. And finally it shows up second. So the first thing is it doesn't always connect. That's annoying. I know it's beta. We'll get there. Second problem is it's one window. And what I really want is to take apps out of the window and be able to interact with them. And I understand that's not how it was designed, but it's how it should be designed. I should be able to say, open this app over here, open this app over there. Then I don't even need iPad apps anymore. I can just use my computer the way it was intended to be. And the third thing that really frustrated me about it, and it's, it's, it's the biggest fail of it. It 
can't be used without your mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Oh, yeah what? Mm-hmm. That keyboard's horrible. <laughs> I, I understand, but it's like, at least let me pinch windows. At least let me, because it forces me to be at a desk. And the whole point was I didn't want to be at a desk. If I wanted to be at a desk, I've already got a laptop. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it was the thing I was most excited about, most looking forward to. It is the place where the biggest growth curve. There is so much they will be able to do with that. And it's a great concept. But execution fails for a power user like me. I, I, I just needed it better. And I'm more excited about the native apps than the screen sharing. And I can't wait till I don't need the computer. Instead of, I'm so glad that I can use the computer. I'm like, let me get whatever apps I can and I'll make do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. What I want there is the power of my Mac with the functionality of the Vision Pro. Boom. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, I'm, with you too. I'm looking forward to a day when, I mean, and now granted, you can do this today where you can buy a Vision Pro and it's the only Apple product you own. But I think it would be really cool to, for us to get to the point where when you're ready to buy your next computer, not, not your next iPhone or next iPad, but your next computer, you can sit there and, and legitimately go through the pros and cons of, well, do I need an iMac? Do I need a MacBook? Do I need a Vision Pro? And if the answer is a Vision Pro, that's the only computer you have. It, yeah. It's, it's going to happen. And, you know, I'm out with clients regularly meeting people on a regular basis. And I saw my first other person with a vision pro yesterday. I was at a client's house. I'm like, Oh, is that vision pro? He's like, yeah, I'm an early adopter. I said, what are you using it for? He said, well, I watch all my movies on my iPad and it's the only thing I use the iPad for. And it's uncomfortable to hold. And what I realized in that moment is this is not going to cannibalize the computer market first. There are a lot of people that have iPads instead of computers because mm-hmm. of how, how limited their usage is. And they're basically just using them to see emails and do Safari and, and basic consumption. That's the first place that's going to get cannibalized when the price comes down. There is no reason to have an iPad unless you are an artist and using the pencil when the Vision Pro gets affordable. Computers will be a couple of generations down the road, but the iPad's the first one that's going to feel the pain of it. Yeah. No. Well, if you're if you're gonna have your product cannibalized, it better be by another one of your own products. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Accessories. Did you get the case? I assume you did. I did not get the case. You did. Okay. Um, and I I've been I've been really. Sorry that I don't have a case for it because it's been around a lot lately and I used the little cover that they put on it to like protect it a little bit and I just put it in a backpack. I know that there is multiple cases you can use that are 30 bucks. It works pretty well with most of the Oculus Quest cases and there's a Hmm. billion of those. And one of the other things that was kind of cool is I have an Oculus mount on my wall to hold my <laughs> Oculus in. That's great. Vision Pro works perfectly, so I don't have to replace it. I just, that's the Vision Pro will go there. The Oculus will go in a drawer and I'll never use it again. <laughs> the, other, <laughs> yeah. the other accessories, I, I'm ecstatic about the prescription lenses. That was the greatest, the single yeah. greatest thing. So frustrating on the Oculus to not be able to see without my contact lenses in. And, you know, other accessories. I don't know. What do I need right now? Basically the case. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. 
I like that they sent both headbands with it, that they wasn't like you had to buy one headband and then buy the other one yeah. because there are times where I like the single band because I think for short really? usage, it, it looks better and it feels more comfortable. For long usage, the double band, which uh, balances the weight on your head as well, is a necessity, but it looks terrible. Mm-hmm. I like that I didn't have to purchase both to figure that out because I'm going to use them yeah. both. Yeah, also... When you put the the one on where it goes over your head, it messed up your hair, didn't it? Oh, it was terrible. (laughs) I had a a friend of mine, we were were talking about the digital persona, and he said, listen, Dylan, you're bald. It's easy for you. You don't have to pretend like you've got hair. (laughs) (laughs) So so you had the Oculus. So I'm curious to see now, now, because we know the Oculus does not have an OS, just like Vision OS is Mm -hmm. in the Vision Pro. How how was how was the feeling of the the you really can't compare the two really I mean it's not anywhere near what the Vision you, Pro can do. You have to compare the two, okay. just like you had to compare the BlackBerry with the iPhone. This is the dominant player in this market, and yet the BlackBerry versus the iPhone is like nobody has a BlackBerry now, right? And everything looks like an mm-hmm. iPhone now, so we know who won that. What I will say is the 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 Oculus is the most frustrating interface I've ever seen since trying to do stuff on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> That's a good yeah. I like that. <laughs> right? That's great. I mean, there's like seven thousand menus. Yeah. yeah, it's like like I can't find anything. Everything's twelve layers deep, and as soon as you find it, they move it. That's super frustrating. The digital avatar in the Oculus is terrible. It's cartoony and weird and clunky, and it looks terrible on Facebook, which is a two-dimensional interface, but make it three-dimensional looks worse. And you can't find an easy way to like buy apps or do this or do that. There's, there's so many places where it just misses. And the reason is because it's a gaming device. That is what the Oculus is for. It's a gaming VR device. And this is a different experience from the moment I put it on my head mm-hmm. on that unboxing video. It was like, here's, it's an old friend. I immediately knew how to do stuff. I knew what I was looking at. I, it was, it was so intuitive. And the controllers of the Oculus are one of its worst features. It is so terrible to, they run out of batteries all the time. They get disconnected all the time. So when I, when I compare it to, I had the quest, I, u- I used the quest. It wasn't a terrible device. It showed me what was possible. But I really have no use case for it, even though we're saying, what's the best use case for the Vision Pro? Shoot, I don't know. What's the best use case for your computer, right? Like there is no killer app on a computer, but we're looking for some killer app because people think it's an iPhone. It's not an iPhone. It's not a VR headset. And and I compare it to the Quest only in as much as saying, this is where the world used to think we were going to go. And yeah. we're not in that world anymore. And it's and I, I I've got um even the the new quest, they're gonna have to work really hard to catch up. But mm-hmm. Apple's now given them a price range where they're like, look, you can go up to thirty five hundred dollars and put some real hardware into this in an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Good luck. I mean, in, Instagram, Facebook, all of their products are convoluted, complicated, and difficult for human beings to interact with. Yeah. And everything Apple is like, my grandmother in her sleep can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. you know, okay, so your comparison with with Oculus, the first time I put on an Oculus Rift, it was immediately uncomfortable and difficult to see. Mm-hmm. And and I felt like I was wearing a, a, a toy 
when I put on the Vision Pro yesterday, I felt like I was wearing a high-tech computing device, a professional device, not a toy. And the, and that's how the interface was. That's how interacting with the device was. It, it all felt very smooth, streamlined, and professional, not like a toy. It feels like wearing the future versus wearing a toy. I think that's a, the greatest analogy I've heard about it yeah. because it just, it just, you put it on and immediately you can see the world around you, which you can't easily do on the quest. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm here. I can see everything. I can interact with everything. And I honestly don't think it's that uncomfortable. I don't think it's that heavy. I thought it was going to be a lot worse, but I, I worked for three, four hours with it on yesterday and. I didn't have eye strain. I didn't get dizzy. My my wife couldn't spend five minutes playing Saber Quest or whatever the, the Saber Light game is on the Quest. Yeah. Five minutes in that, and she needed a motion bracelet to make sure she didn't get sick. Yeah. Five minutes. I spent four hours. It is it is a different environment, and I think it's I, – I, you put it on, and you're like, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> the, the fact that it, it adjusts to match your diopter. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's huge. And that's a big part of, of overcoming that motion sickness thing that, that people get. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing with Apple's approach here, they focused on the things that the MetaQuest doesn't do. I mean, uh, of course it can do everything that it can. You know that all the, the killer apps and games that are available on the Quest are going to make their way to Vision because most of the developers have said they are. But, I mean, Apple's looking for to create a new platform instead of a new gadget. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, God, this was just an amazing review of the Vision Pro. I, I really, really appreciate you you giving us some insights uh, firsthand. I'm not ready for it yet. I mean, just, it just you know, the... The cost does does really you, you got to think twice on it, but uh, who knows down the road a little bit we I might might give in, and then I don't know if the rest of uh, the either of you guys that have don't have it we're gonna be looking at it anytime soon. But I, I think I want it. I, I really I, mean, I want, want it. it. There's no After. question about it. I want it. But yeah, <laughs> and, but the thing is, where it stands right now with the apps that are currently available, my killer app, my killer feature isn't there yet. Yeah. But I say yet because I I really believe that that what I need for this to be a truly useful work tool. Yeah. It, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh you know how I come up with hypotheses about things all the Always. time. I I have one for you, Dave. Good. All right, so here's my hypothesis about why Vision Pro launched US only. And this comes after talking with the people in the Apple Store yesterday when I was doing my demo. Every Apple Store has a collection of Zeiss lenses so that they can do all these different prescriptions. So each store has over 800 lenses in back. To make that many lenses for all the Apple Stores... I think that Apple had to choose to to decide how many stores can we put this in? Okay, we can make it work in the US right now. Well, Zeiss continues to crank out lenses. When we get enough so that we can do the next country, then we'll yep. launch there. 
and uh, and and of course i'm sure the ability to produce enough devices plays into this right but i i think those zeiss lenses were a big part of the decision to stick with us only launch well there you go i think it's really smart and again i just i just will say the zeiss lenses may be the killer app for me it may it may be the thing that sold me on it because mm-hmm. i don't want to have to wear lenses all the time I, I prefer wearing glasses most of my day-to-day life and there was no way to do that on any other device and they just it's such a simple solution and feel so you just snap them in and, so you you may be right it is a complex solution but it was the right choice for sure yeah yeah i mean same you, here you may my, have the- my eyes are too are too sensitive for contacts. Yeah, and and I'm not a contacts candidate, but Dylan, I think you may have hit on uh, on what the actual killer feature is for me, and it's the ability to put prescription lenses in that. Yeah, thing. I think it, it's a big, it's a big, big one for I think probably a lot of people, for sure. All right, let's let's jump in. I has I have some news that's a part of the Vision Pro, and then we'll jump in some of the other news stories we have this week. First one was the fact that YouTube is claiming that an Apple app vision pro app is on the roadmap because Google was very resistant to saying, we're not making any apps right now. No, we're not. So it, a lot of key apps that weren't launched, which included Netflix, YouTube, and Spotify. Well, okay. Spotify. Uh, and, but there's the, the, according to a statement from the company that the verge got this, uh, the, the, they are saying, uh, that, uh, they're excited to, 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 to see the vision pro launch and we're supporting it by ensuring YouTube users have a great experience in Safari, but uh, they don't have any specific plans to share at this time. They, but they can't confirm that there is a vision pro app on our roadmap. So it's very unclear where this is going to go, where it's not going to go, but you know, that's, that's a good, it's a good thing that that could happen at some point. Uh, Dylan, what do you think? I mean, YouTube probably gonna be a good lap in there or. You know, I, I just, it's such an important piece here that I just want to like hit two things on that. I don't think Apple encouraged any of them to find their way on. I don't think Apple wanted Spotify. I don't think Apple wanted Netflix. Apple has a dedicated movie theater inside of this called the Apple TV plus, which costs them a lot of money to maintain. So the fewer competitors they've got to fight with the better and not having to fight with Google is great (laughs) because Google's just going to mess that up. Yeah, I think that Google was hoping it would be a failure because before the actual presale started, the question is, is this, this is either going to sell out in minutes or it's just not going to sell out at all. And nobody knew. And I think Google was betting on the wrong side of that yeah. and being like, ah, it'll probably be a fail and we won't want to waste our time. And now they're scrambling to catch up, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's stupid that Netflix is in the same place. It, they should have been ahead of that. I heard a rumor that TikTok is is very, very close to releasing a full spatial app. And TikTok's in the middle of changing everything from being vertical to horizontal and short form to long form. Guess who they're trying to compete with? If they can get spatial <laughs> video onto the Vision Pro first before YouTube have a, has a native app, they're going to eat into Google's users. And I hope they do it yeah, because yeah. there's no love lost for me and Google. As far as I'm concerned, they <laughs> made their bed. I think most of us, what do you think, Jeff? Dave, or yeah, Dave, I, I really like just the whole hypothesis palooza that's happening here. <laughs> and Dylan, I, I think that, that you're, oh, you're, Jeff. you nailed it with a Google thing. 
And I think that uh, Google is now going to be scrambling with YouTube to try and get something out. And I, I, I would love to see TikTok just, just trump all over them with that. Mm-hmm. The whole Netflix thing. Okay. Netflix, they, they didn't just simply decide we're not going to support Vision Pro with, with an app right now. They actively decided to block the iPad app from working. All they had to do was nothing. And they would have been fine because people would have loaded the iPad app and said, hey, this works fine. I'm I'm done. But no, they they intentionally block people from doing that. Yeah. And and you know what? Screw you, Netflix. <laughs> they, they think that was a smart move too. Yeah. They think it was a smart yeah. move. They're going, we're going to make sure this device fails because without Netflix, you can't watch movies. And Apple was like, whatever, guys. We got Apple TV Plus and Disney. Go, 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 you know. Yeah, go knock go yourself care. out. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> and my guess is that is that Amazon, they I think they've been working on something, but they weren't going full speed ahead because they wanted to see the launch. And now that that we're a hundred hours in, I I have a feeling that they have really ramped up their their production on their Vision Pro native app. Yeah. And, and you know, when people are in a rush and they're really, really trying to catch up with everybody else, you know, they always do great work, right? The best. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, right. Go yeah, Google, but... go Facebook, break stuff. Woo-hoo. Great job, guys. Yeah, well done. <laughs> but I mean, ben, you got my, the power. My theory, yeah, my theory here, they saw the traction that Juno was getting and like, oh, there is a, a market. Uh, they should be thanking Christian Selig. I, I bought Juno. I had no I had no problem buying. I was like, yep, click. No problem. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, well, that was such a smart move. Yeah, it's it was. Like, oh, yeah. They're not gonna do it. <laughs> check what check out what I just dropped. And mm-hmm. it's a no-brainer purchase. Buy Juno yeah. and 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 support the little guy. There yeah, you go. And Christian, can we get that for all the other platforms too? Right. <laughs> Another new story I thought was really interesting is this hospital system just bought 30 Vision Pro units and launched a new spatial computing center of excellence. So a new report from the San Diego Union Tribune, uh, this was uh, today as we uh, record, that offers a fascinating look at how the San Diego hospital system's uh, new spatial computing center of excellence uh, report that explains uh, Sharp Healthcare recently took over, took delivery of 30 Vision Pro units and is giving them to healthcare workers to do all sorts of of jobs. Image includes examples like a complete health X app, health, heart X app from uh, for the Vision Pro, and they've invested enough in these devices right away that they're going to have physicians and nurses and and informationists and software developers add and others to start using it. So this is pretty incredible for this short time. That thirty of them that's that's a pretty big investment for this. What do you think, Jeff? I am not surprised at all, and I am not surprised that that the the medical healthcare system is one of the first places we're yeah. seeing news stories about bulk purchase. I I know someone. Well, okay, so I know several people that that got Vision Pro on day one. Yeah. Of those people, the majority of them had no use case in mind. One of them, however 
teaches pre-med classes and that and they knew like the day the product was announced they were buying on launch day and they were going to be using this to enhance their curriculum and and be able to to potentially offer more information to students as they're teaching anatomy or or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. and so he, here we are 100 hours in and i like i've seen one of the videos that they've already put together and they're they're doing stuff in class already where they're wearing the vision pro and they're they're working with the three dimensional model of a brain or a heart or whatever and they're and what they're seeing they're they're projecting to you know, to the big projector so the students are getting to see what the instructor is seeing and so they can sit there and move the uh, the organ around or the bone or whatever in real time and give the students much more information a, a better visual representation anyway of yep. what it is that they're trying to teach and we're only a hundred hours into this yeah go ahead Ben, ben then we'll get them in this has limitless possibilities for training Hmm. Yeah. Sure. What do you think, Dylan? I think that I had this conversation this morning with a healthcare professional, and we were talking about nice. the health benefits of the Vision Pro. So, yes, you're right. As far as training is concerned, as far as teaching is concerned, this is amazing. It makes perfect sense. Shoot videos of it. You could teach all sorts of things because the way it looks on the inside of the Vision Pro is like you're there. So you could do surgery and teach surgeons how to do better surgery. Great. I agree with all of that. That being said, the thing that was amazing in this conversation this morning was our posture has been destroyed by phones destroyed. Everybody is bent down. We're all getting these like humps on the back of our neck. It's, it's, it's an epidemic. What happens when you don't need to look down? Oh, we can actually correct our posture. You could have an app that tells you to sit up straighter while you're wearing the vision pro. If you have autism, if you have any of these sort of social diseases, the ability for you to step into a isolated chamber or a world of your own making to calm down. Oh my God, that's brilliant. The ability to meditate inside of this thing can put you into a whole other world figuratively and literally in moments. The medical implications of what you can do to heal human beings by using this, in my opinion, outweigh the negatives, which are, there's obvious negatives. You're putting a screen right next to your face. There's electromagnetism. There's all the things we're going to hear about. If you thought cell phones were bad, they're putting your face on this. But there's also some really good things in the medical world that'll come out of this. And I'm super excited that hospitals and medical professionals aren't running in the other direction. They're going, how can we take this concept and run with it? Great job, guys. Hey, Dylan, to build on that, what about people that have mobility issues and limitations? Okay, so at the beginning of the show, you were bagging on the keyboards, and rightly so. But what if you have uh, mobility issues where using a regular keyboard is incredibly difficult? But being able to do the pinch for letters while you're looking around, wow, you could do that. I mean, th- this this could open up so many opportunities for people that otherwise can't communicate through written word very easily. There's we're we're at the 
beginning of a conversation that five years from now we'll still be exploring places we're like, oh, and we can do this and we can do that. This, I keep saying it, I'm going to keep saying it. And eventually people will go, he was right. This is the future. And this is opening up avenues that it, 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 it's a great example. It's a great use case, Jeff. You're totally right. And, and you know, what about people who are awkward with interactions with other human beings? If they could have a test conversation with somebody with the Vision Pro on and, and get to like pretend to get a, have a conversation with a girl for the first oh, I time. I love this idea. Like, there, there are so many ideas. The, the last 100 hours have been crazy. I'm keeping a note. Of like, I want that business. I want this business. I want to start this. I want investments over here because this is the gold rush that we had when the phones came out or when the internet first happened, yeah. except everyone's thinking it's a VR headset. And I keep going, this, forget it, guys. This is an ecosystem. Yeah. This is a platform. So we can, we can have this conversation, Jeff, for another 50 hours and we won't run out of ideas of like, but what about oh, that person? I know. We could sit there and come up with these, we'll be pinching keyboards to do it, but we're going to come up with the most <laughs> amazing right. business plan. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Let's, a couple more stories I want to hit real quick before we wrap up. Our, our, our favorite people, Windows users, but Apple is actually officially splitting iTunes for Windows into Apple Music, TV, and, and device apps. Uh, Apple Music, Apple TV, and Apple's device apps have been in testing for Windows for over a year, like 2023, January of, this, of last year. It's finally going to be brought, from looking to an end of iTunes on some computers. Uh, Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, Apple TV, and 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 the Apple devices is now part of the effort for Apple to get rid of iTunes for good, and put, mirroring what that we we experience on our Macs here. So again, actually, you know what? Apple announced this back in October of 2022. It's taken them this long because because they're probably dealing with the software and the platforms on on Windows that uh, they had to deal with this. So. But using the standalone apps, it's going to require Windows 10 or later, and the three apps must be installed to transition away from iTunes. And and after the apps have been added to the PC, the iTunes is only used for accessing podcasts and audiobooks. They still haven't moved that on Windows. Uh, but and oh, get this: the iTunes library should not be deleted because it is used by Apple Music and Apple TV apps. So this is a disaster. This is an this absolute is a disaster. disaster waiting for them, waiting for it to happen because it was bad enough on the Mac. Yeah. I'm still getting clients to this day. who are like, where's my iTunes library? How'd this move? When did this happen? I'm like, yeah. you haven't updated in 10 years. What's the problem? But the windows <laughs> users, they don't update. They don't like no. new things. No, 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 they no. Don't. And, and the, and, and the reality is they're already all on Spotify. They already made yeah. that move because they don't have the same ecosystem concerns that we do. This yeah. is a mistake on Apple's part. They should have left them on iTunes until 2099. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, ha having experienced iTunes on Windows. Me too. My big question is, was a year enough time to actually test these new apps? This would be because, going on, it's almost two years, actually. It was October. Two years? <laughs> yeah. October 2022. Two yeah, I think one of the one of the best selling points for Spotify on Windows is the iTunes app. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Any thoughts, Ben? It's good that they're going with a consistent branding, but yeah, uh, it's a train wreck. Speaking of a train wreck, Apple's redesigning the iCloud app for Windows. Another Windows <laughs> train wreck. 
they, you know, as, they, as long as they're going to crash and burn, yeah. just rip that Band-Aid all at once. How's that I for agree. mixing some metaphors? Mm. <laughs> uh, so they're touting a range of new features and improvements that enhance the user experience. Mm. Uh, the latest update to iCloud for Windows uh, brings an all new design, easier to use onboarding and setup process, syncing status, and uh, support for physical security keys. That's a good thing. And Apple ID sign-in, photo syncing performance improvements, uh, fewer sign-in prompts. So, yeah, it looks like in this article on Mac Rumors, looks like the interface is somewhat improved. So, so I'm actually going to go go in my parallels Windows 11 uh, VM and, and going to try it out. We'll see how that goes. But uh, guys, any thoughts on on the Glutton iCloud for punishment? I know. I, I, for punishment. I work in the corporate world. I have to know Windows. So, <laughs> I mean, what well, could possibly yeah, yeah, go wrong? Yeah, I'm the, sure. This the, wait. Be fine. The, there was ever a user experience for iCloud on Windows? <laughs> there, that's another good question. Yeah, so I've, I've had to do it. I've I've had Windows users that have iPhones or have iPads, right. and I've had to make the move over and connect things. And I've had a lot of people that have gone from Windows to Mac, and I've had to use the iCloud on Windows to sync their stuff up because they'd never done it before. Yeah, and otherwise it takes forever. It's doable. It's just super clunky. Yeah, it super is. clunky. That's enough yeah. of Windows for this week, or, or forever for that matter. A <laughs> uh, couple more stories. iOS 17 adoption is slower than iOS 16 adoption. iOS 17 is installed on 76% of iPhones released in the last four years, according to a new, newly released adoption you know, statistics that was actually provided by Apple. So the first time... Do you know why? Why, why would that be? It's because Apple stopped doing the auto updates after they got punished for the iPhone 6S battery gate issue. Yeah, that's true. And so most clients think they're up to date. And I see it all the time. We'll be talking to someone and I'll do something. And I'm like, oh, you're not on iOS 17. They're like, I'm always up to date. I go look at it. Nobody knows they're not up to date anymore because Apple's not bugging you because they're afraid you're going to sue them for throttling your old device. <laughs> I, 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 that's I, why. I, I would agree with that. But yeah, it's. It's still 76%. That's not too bad. Go, go look at Android and see what the adoption rate is for the, for them. Right. Yeah. At least on an iPhone, you have the option to update. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's that. Any thoughts on that, Ben? Uh, About the same. It's plus, I mean, honestly, iOS 16 and iOS 17 are very visually similar. Yeah. It's pretty close. Pretty close. A couple more stories here. Apple's 2024 Swift Student Challenge is now live this week. They began accepting submissions for the, uh, the the Swift Student Challenge, Apple's annual challenge to ask students to create innovative coding projects using the Swift Playgrounds app. The first announced plans of this in, uh, for an early 2024 launch in November, last in 2023, giving students plenty of time to prepare for this event. These are fun things. I, I wish I was more of a a coder or programmer that I, I I got Swift playgrounds installed, but I just never have the time to to dabble in this. What do you think, Don? I think it's great that we've got kids learning how to code. I wish my son, he's 16. I wish he was coding more, mostly so that I could talk to him about it and understand it better. (laughs) I don't have the time to code, but the fact that Apple, Apple lost a lot of ground with education when Google came in and gave everybody Google Chromes in their classrooms and Google Classroom. And this is their opportunity to grab the next generation. So I'm glad they're doing it. I wish they were doing more to to keep the youth on the Apple ecosystem. I agree. How about you, Jeff? You know, it doesn't matter how great your hardware is if you don't have the software on it. So anything Apple can do 
to fix the issues that they've had historically with where they aren't enticing people into the uh, into the developer ecosystem good let's make that happen now and yeah, yeah. and dylan i i think you, you nailed it with let, let's let's capture the next generation and and the the chromebook generation well maybe some of them will come along but you know yeah. they're they're kind of they're, they're lost apple lost that that fight now yeah. now win the next fight I'll wear there, Ben. I mean, it's it's good to see the next generation in cars tier. Yeah, for sure. Two more stories here. The the next one is Apple TV Plus. They uh, we've got a preview of the 2024 lineup of shows and films, and it's quite an elaborate list here. I'm not going to read every single one of them here, but a number of them stand out. We've got Constellation, Manhunt. The, well, you have you know if you're a big New England Patriots fan, the Dynasty. If I'm going to spend time watching that, but. Loot and the Big Door Prize and uh, Fraggle Rock is coming back for season two. The Back to the Rock, uh, Trying, which I which this was 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 an okay show, and uh, Acapulco. So I think Apple TV Plus continues to be a great uh, platformer for 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 fresh content. I think all of us uh, spend some time watching something on there. So I just was mm-hmm. hoping that there's going to be a spinoff of Ted Lasso, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. But what do you think, Don? Did, did think they Dark have Man- a did they talk about the second season of Shrinking, the show with Jason Siegel? Yeah, and oh, I love that Ford. show. That was, that, to me, that's the closest you've got to a Ted Lasso spinoff, even though it's not any of the characters. It's the same creators and the same tone. And I really, I really hope that show catches on. I, I love Apple TV Plus. I think they've got great products. And while mm-hmm. everybody else has been slowing down what they're doing with streaming, Apple has been keeping pace because they knew the Vision Pro was coming and it's the greatest distribution center for the Vision Pro. They've got a whole bunch of new eyeballs. I, I, I love, I hope they keep doing the quality they're doing. I believe they are going to be, there is a second season coming. I just don't, I, it doesn't look like it was announced during this list, but hopefully soon. I really enjoyed that show too. What do you think, Jeff? I, I think we need to watch out for what happens with Dark Matter. I have a feeling that's going to be one of those breakout sci-fi shows where everyone's like, oh my God, I didn't realize. <laughs> but it's, it, it's the, wow, the, the author of the book is co-writing the TV series with uh, uh, the, the woman that wrote the, 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 the best episodes of WandaVision. Ooh. And so. Oh, uh, what's that? Uh, Jack Peterson? I can't remember the names. Sorry. But, at, you know, at least I remember the important part that, that it's really good people that are working on this. And it's uh, like an alternate universe kind of, or multi multiverse kind of story. But, but it's, doesn't it doesn't sound like it's going to be done like the multiverse stuff that we currently have yeah. Yeah. and anyhow i think that's going to be one of the surprise hits wait then your thought ben i mean we don't have a new new seasons of foundation severance yeah it's or coming. uh silo so it's not quite my favorite lineup so far, but well, they didn't I need mean, to I, announce that with this list because oh. because Severance they had already announced and they announced early this week, I think, that they've started shooting the new season, and they had already announced 
that an additional season a foundation is uh is coming it's like when when i think it was when they announced the last season of foundation they announced both seasons right. upcoming at the same time yeah but i think at this point 2025 is going to be more my speed on apple tv yeah that's good good uh, good thought there and finally blue sky the social network is ditching invite codes finally it's open to re- uh, registrations for all the Blue Sky, which is the decentralized social media platform conceptualized by former Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, has now opened the registration for everyone. This this lad this this past week, uh, the emergency uh, X and Threads competitor was ending its invite only system, which has been managing to get gain over three million users when it debuted over about a year ago. Public benefit company, which is just under forty full time staff, has been busy building out the moderation features and achieving even better stability during its closed beta period. So you you don't have to get a code anymore, and uh, I'm I'm happy to see this because I I kind of enjoy Blue Sky. I don't use it enough, and I think uh, this is something like like to, to like to uh, you know get on there too. Uh, are you using Blue Sky at all, uh, Dylan? You know I'm I'm not, and having these conversations, it's it's interesting because I think that there's there's too many social media apps, and I really would love for a half dozen of them to just die or merge or go away or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I keep thinking about the golden days of Facebook when everybody was there. When we yeah. first got there, and you'd have these great conversations, and all your friends were on, and you could, everybody is in one place. Yeah. I dream of the one place again. I'm so, I have so many apps on my phone and computer for messaging. There's 999 ways to reach me. So I'm a little hesitant for one more. But I like Dorsey. I like the way he thinks. And there's a good chance that at least it's better than X is, which is, you know, low hanging fruit. We got a new new app that's coming soon called Project Tapestry. That's going to probably centralize a lot of those uh, networks. So from the Icon Factory. So we're we're looking to see how that's going to be at Kickstarter. So what do you think, Jeff? Okay, yay. (laughs) <laughs> they did it. I, I'm not as excited about this. I I got into Blue Sky a while ago, and yeah. I was doing stuff on it, and it was like I was standing alone in the yeah. desert. Mm-hmm. And eventually, i i came I came in out of that desert, and uh, I, I I completely lost interest in it. Yeah. So now yeah. that it's open to everyone. Okay, maybe I should look again, but eh, at this point, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Some sometimes opening up to everyone is a good idea, and sometimes it's a bad idea. That's what killed Clubhouse. Clubhouse was on fire until they opened it up to Android users, and then it was dead in a week. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man, could, yeah, that I was hate, like crashing. I, I, I hated that fast. platform. That was so bad. Ben, you got the final word. I mean, honestly, I think Meta already ate their lunch with threads. Yeah, that, that's a good way to wrap it up. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. Uh, wow, what a great show. This was just a, just amazing uh, uh, discussion today. And uh, I can't thank all of you enough for being here and uh, having some great insights about uh, the Vision Pro and all kinds of other great topics. But uh, let's just go ahead and uh, wrap it up for this week. That's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions to our email address, which is feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Mastodon at intouchwithios at techhangout.social. 
support the show. Buy me a coffee at intouchwithios.com slash coffee. We would really appreciate it. You can become a patron of the show by going to patreon.com slash intouchwithios. We have two tiers available to support the show. We would really appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe so you're notified when we are live streaming, which is on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. Guy Searle, you were in the, in the chat. Great to see you, Guy, and Brian, and Cletus, and many others that were in the chat. So, so glad you were able to follow us along during the live sessions uh, this week. Uh, so that's our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash in touch with iOS, where you, you actually can uh, watch the current and past live streams as well as listen to past shows. Visit In Touch With iOS Magazine on Flipboard, where many of the topics we discuss are flipped into the magazine. The link is in our show notes. You can subscribe to the show in your favorite podcatcher, including Pocket Casts, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and many others. But better yet, just go to our website, InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links and all the ways to listen to us is on our website. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. Dylan, uh, Dylan Stewart, thank you so much for being here. What a what a, a great guest this week. We really appreciate your insights on the Vision Pro. And uh, where can people find you? Well, you can find me pretty much anywhere. If you hunt down the Mac Whisperer, it's easy. I, I really uh, love to have people over on my YouTube channel. It's where you get all the best videos and all the best stuff that I'm doing. That's uh, YouTube.com slash the Mac Whisperer. But you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. Search up the Mac Whisperer. There's just one of me. That's great. Thanks again, Dylan. Really appreciate it. Jeff Gammon, so glad you made it this week. And uh, where can people find you? Uh, well, y- you know, I-, I say it every time, but I really mean it. I am so happy that I get to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for letting me hang out. Absolutely. Um, all right. So social medias, I'm Jay Gamut on uh, pretty much everything. The places I'm active right now are Mastodon, Instagram, and Threads. Um and uh, although with the changes that are coming to TikTok, maybe I'll have to get more active there. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah. We're trying here too. Yeah. And then uh, for shows, most Tuesdays, Chuck Joyner lets me hang out on uh, Mac Voices Live. Then here we are on Thursdays uh, in touch with iOS. And then on the British Tech Network, Thursdays on the big show, Fridays on the Mac show. And uh, oh, right. The Context Machine, the the show Brian Chaffin and I do. Yep. That happens as well. And you did a Vision Pro uh, uh, reveal with uh, Brian. Go listen to that, that that past episode. Yes, because Brian got a Vision Pro, and he's one of the people I know that bought it and had no use case for it. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but we love Brian. Uh, and last, but certainly not least, Brian, Ben Rethick. So glad you're here. Thanks for being here. And where can people find you? Well, Dave, on social on your social media of choice, you can find me at Ben Raythig. Uh, for my writings, you can find me on Raythig.tech. I have a new one coming soon about how uh, Apple Gaming would actually benefit through alternative app stores. Nice. On Tuesday nights, you can find me on Mac Forces Live with Chuck Joyner. And on Thursday and Friday, uh, even, or should I say morning slash afternoons, you can find me on the British Tech Network on the Big and Mac shows. Great. Then. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening and watching. We really appreciate it uh, because we enjoy doing it. And uh, we'll talk again soon.